0: This is episode number 176, Why, with Billy Atwell. Welcome, my name is Oleg Lougheed, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who've overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to invite all of our listeners to our upcoming weekly conversation called Courageous Conversations. This is a space that we created a few months ago with the intention of bringing our community members even closer, as well as creating opportunities for each and every single one of us to better understand our own individual journeys. If you'd like to know more details about how to join any of these upcoming calls, consider leaving us a message through our website at overcomingodds.today to which we respond with all the details about how you can become a part of this community. Also, if you like what you heard on any of the previous episodes, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google, so more people can hear these inspiring stories. Now, let's get back to the show. Billy, welcome to the show. Hey, Oleg. uh Jeez, didn't we just talk yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> we did, and and the days before, before that as well. But in the intro, I briefly mentioned a little bit about your background and the podcast that you host and also this concept of why, which if we did not hit the record button, let's be honest, we probably would have had at least three to four hour conversation about not only this this term in general, but how it has evolved over the years and the shape that I believe it takes, especially now where it's a lot more associated with the essence, the purpose of life and I'm I guess curious to learn and maybe that's something where we can even start off as far as a thought to ponder on when did that become about like when did that concept of why become associated with the underlying meaning for our existence on this planet um
1: you know I can only speak to my own sort of personal experience um which seems to be the the key uh, <laughs> to life is that no one's ever going to understand you. Uh, no one's ever going to experience your experiences. So uh, that goes out a lot to you know fear and self doubt and wondering about other people because they're just never going to get you. So, but in terms of questions of why, I you know, uh, I think I need to preface it because I think I've always had the question why. Uh, there's sort of the official journey that started back in 2013 at the Mm end of my uh, second abusive relationship, uh, which uh, I know you know, but your listeners may not that, you know, I was almost strangled to death. So that was a real profound why, Uh, why was I here again? How did this happen? Kind of question. But looking back, I think we're all born with the question why, Um, like, why am I here? Or And we sort of naturally engage in investigation while we're here. Um, The only thing that I've sort of come to my own conclusion on research is just to look at other past spiritual practices. And you know, I've 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 studied pretty much all of them. But as I tell people, it really doesn't matter what path you get on. It's not a particular religion, and you don't want to get involved in religion actually. But you want to find a particular teacher that speaks to you. And so I've you know narrowed my focus on. the teaching of, of jesus and stuff and what i found similar through that which is not necessarily a, a mainstream sort of idea but it is in the text and it is also in other text that i found is this concept of the divine having a dream of ourself and exploring itself and essentially trying to prove to itself that it cannot die mm. um, so the question of like why am i here and why am i the way that i am it's to the best of my ability and i you know i don't think that question ever gets answered um i think it's impossible to know all things but that has been my experience so far um and sort of where i stand at the present moment in terms of that question of why it's 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 not about you per se you're along for the ride you're you're you know uh, for the journey like joseph Mm -hmm. campbell uh, and a lot of his research, which I'm a huge fan of Joseph Campbell, the, the concept of the mask of God, um, that, um, you know, even Jesus said, it's like, you're who, who do you think you are? You're just vapor, mist, here today, gone tomorrow. It is the eternal that is forever. And so we're just a current expression of that, of itself, exploring itself and proving to itself and remembering itself uh, who it is and that it is eternal and that it cannot die. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's <laughs> um, that, that's that's where I've that's where everything in my whole life has led me to at this present moment is to th- that sort of understanding, and then when I found that when you get there, that that's that's really freeing, um, mm-hmm. and it really uh, you can't ever get rid of fear. Fear is not within you, but you stand up to fear, and when you stand in that knowledge that you are uh, an extension of the divine, then that, that's sort of a game over uh, in my book. So Mm
0: -hmm. when it comes to that question to begin with that, one of the things that gets me curious and something that you touched upon as well, and it's that desire to want to know, you know, to the desire to want to stop questioning it and feel like, you know, what it, what the answer is, but in reality, and my experience has been very similar to yours as I'm sure a lot of the other people are choosing to tune in is that you never find that ultimate answer, you never find that ultimate solution. So where does that come from? Is is it control? Is it wanting to? Is it this something has to do with the concept that we are the most powerful creatures and beings, And so therefore, we must be able to find an answer to that question? No, I think, well, in in the terms that you phrase it, I would say that that's sort of the
1: ego wanting to know itself. So that's something entirely different. Mm -hmm. I think the impulse is natural because, again, you're not who you think you are. And so the being that you really are is trying to remember itself. So the the desire to ask and seek that question is natural. It's unavoidable. But I think when you frame it in terms of a human experience, that's where you get in trouble. Um, that's, you know, that's just sort of the ego. And there's, I mean, all spiritual practices, all sort of, there's different stories about, you know, the warnings of the ego and and mm-hmm. getting involved in that. So um, again, I think just the, the asking the question and the seeking is natural. It's, you know, again, to sort of use a, a Joseph Campbell thing, that's what's called the hero's journey. You are going to have one, regardless um and you're either going to um answer that call and get to the point where you no longer ask the question because that's where i'm at and that is you don't necessarily get the answer to why but you quit asking the question why or you resist the call and then you know these are things like that buddha taught about you know suffering uh in the world Mm -hmm. you're resisting the call of your individual, lack of word, destiny Mm -hmm. uh, to inherently go on this journey so that the source can remember itself, prove to itself, and reclaim itself.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you think the constant asking of why could also be a form of procrastination?
1: I think in terms of, you know, if we're, if we're going, you know, bring it back to planet Earth here. Um, <laughs> yeah, def, definitely. Um, there's lots of periods in my time before this journey of uh, for, and I hate the word, but it seems to be the word that everyone used, this sort of spiritual awakening point, you know, of origin. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of questions about why was definitely, uh, in terms of an egoistic thing, um, a very big component to procrastination. For sure.
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because I've been thinking about that for a while and I know my experience has been there's there's definitely been moments where I just kept asking why, why, why does this happen and why does that happen? And in reality, what I realized was that there were certain aspects of it where I just had to step into that journey and act <laughs> upon what I already knew. And I know that's something that you mentioned in the conversation that you and I had whether it was yesterday or however many times before that. And it's this concept of knowing enough about the why and then choosing to step into it. Stopping yourself from the continuous questioning and getting yourself into the doing, the execution of that.
1: Yeah, and to put it into the context of your question is in terms of asking perpetually the question, is it a form of procrastination Um, it is even when, and early on in my journey, when I was like, how did I get into another violent, abusive relationship with another alcoholic? You know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. that was the ultimate question. Why that, you know, eight years ago, eight, eight and a half now, I think actually technically that led me on Mm -hmm. this, this, this particular part of a journey was why, 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 well, you know, you don't really get the answer. Um, I, I hate to, you know, spoiler alert, everyone, but <laughs> you know, you know, there's no answer. There is only the continual perpetuation of asking the question or dropping it and leaving it and being free from it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense, but mm-hmm. that's, you know, when you asked me what question I had been asking, it was, I was sort of past tense about what I've discovered about, you know, why. And I had all those questions and I kept asking over and over and just sort of, and yet at the same time, even though I didn't understand it at that point or had uh, a knowledge of it, there was that resistance to just leave it behind and to let go and to keep evolving forward without asking questions.
0: Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you personally figure out then what is enough? When it comes to the knowing and, and when it comes to the asking, instead of choosing to l- literally do what you just described, repeating the same cycle over and over again with that never ending question.
1: Well, I don't know how to answer that question. Right. And I can only speak from my own personal experience, but clearly I needed to keep asking that question until I got sick and tired of asking the question and not getting an answer and doing what was the alternative, which was to just let go and go with the flow. Hmm. Um. And that, for me, took a long, long, long time. Even when I started my podcast, I would, I'm, in October. I'm going on my fifth season. I still wasn't where I was today. I was still asking questions. I was still uh, initially the show was called Fear Not. I was investigating into research and why, why fear, why are we self-doubtful, why do we cling to it, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'm not saying don't ask the question. I can only, like I said, speak from my experience. If I hadn't asked the question, I wouldn't be where I am today. But there is a certain point and there was a certain point where I could feel me still wanting to ask the question, even though I knew better and was still procrastinating and to essentially stepping through the door and transforming um, mm. and being freed from that question. I mm-hmm. don't know if that makes any sense, but that's mm-hmm. it's just something you have to learn. And it's a trust process. It's trusting the source, trusting Uh, that as opposed to everything that you've ever learned in a condition uh, by sort of um, reality, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And that takes time, at least in my experience. I don't Mm -hmm. think it take as long as it did for me because now that I'm coaching, um, I think because I understand it clearly, I can help people to sort of understand what the process is. But I didn't have anyone. I didn't have anyone to show me. I had to figure it out. And that might have done something about um taking so long as it did but um other than that it's just it's you got to get to the point where you are sick and tired of asking the question you let go or you just sort of release because you trust whether those Mm -hmm. two are the same or not i I can't say but you just get to a point where you realize that you are the the cause of all your suffering and just let go and quit asking why
2: Mm mm-hmm
0: so, I like I like that point for a couple reasons. I think this concept of choosing to let go and almost getting tired of it. I've definitely experienced that many times of asking the same thing, maybe not even the, in the in the context of why, but some of the other things in life. Well, I guess maybe it does fall back to why is why does this happen or why does life turn out this way? And in reality, it's what I've realized is that at least my experience has been is that I did get tired of asking that over and over again. And then I just chose to step into it and kind of figure it out what, whatever there is to figure out. And that's a, that's also a never ending journey. I mean, I think there's one of the things that I've learned throughout however many conversations by now with people is that that concept of wanting to know the solution, the answer, the final point it, it's something that I think some to maybe even many of us want as a desire. And I can't say that I don't want – there are certain things within my life that I want the same thing. But in reality, every single thing is a never-ending journey. Like it truly has no end. At least I yeah. haven't found a concept that does.
1: No, and it won't um, because I was there. And I think everyone does. We want nice, comfortable, static, predictable – and there is no such thing as arriving. There's only a new way of living, and that is resistant free. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is. It's it's unending. It, I mean, mm. you may cease, but if it is tot- if it is like the divine, and it's uh, the alpha and the omega, and it's constantly evolving and expanding, that's just the natural. Even in terms of nature, it's constantly evolving. It never stops. It never ceases um you know sunsets are never the same uh clouds mm-hmm. are never the same they're always perpetually evolving and changing and growing they just don't ask the question why they just are <laughs> mm-hmm. and you that's know that's a good
0: point that's a that's a good way of looking at it <laughs> yeah. some some of the things in the world that exist that probably don't ask that same question that we do and yet they already have meaning even without trying to answer that question
1: yeah um,
0: you know, and you know, for
1: everyone listening or whatever, it's like, and you you addressed it too. This this wanting a static thing. I mean, that's was the beginning of my journey. I was going to kick fear in the ass, and I was going to be done with it. But that's it's not a point of of destination. And I think that you know, I I, I don't know where that particular th- thought comes from, or even in terms of when you try to seek out the present moment, there is that misconception that it is somewhere to arrive at and stay at when really it's a point of view that if you try to grab onto it you've lost it because it can't stay static Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think there's a lot to be said between the importance of, of asking the question of why to maybe even get it get started along that journey But the point that you bring up about continuously asking in or embracing certain aspects as the solution or the answer, that's where I think you become stagnant. And that's where growth in my experience, doesn't really happen to a fullest degree. You know, growth comes from uncomfort and the ability to, to step into new environments and observe different surroundings. And I think, And that's, I mean, that goes back to, so slightly off tangent, but this concept and some of these conversations I've had recently revolve around this concept of wanting things to be normal prior to COVID-19, right? Wanting the certainty, wanting the safety. But it gets me curious as far as, A, what is normal to begin with? And what was normal prior to COVID that, some of us aspire for, maybe it is those in-person conversations, but at the same time, I look at it, well, I look at it slightly different, and that's maybe from a growth mindset, and that is the opportunity to connect with people through Zoom and some of these other technologies. I really haven't had to do that, and so therefore, that has become my, my normal, but it's also given me a chance to learn a completely other mode of communication.
1: Yeah, you know, I think beyond um, the technical part that you talked about, which is awesome, um, there are things that we're doing that we're both respectively doing that we couldn't have done even 10 years ago unless we had a lot of money, you know? So I yeah. think in terms of that, I think that's awesome. But I think what the underlying thing about your question about what, you know, trying to get back to normal isn't really necessarily... Um, anything to do necessarily with technology or anything like that i think (laughs) from my experience people like to stay in their tight little corners where they're comfortable even though it's a source of pain um Mm. because it's it's known and right now things are um changing Uh, Mm -hmm. uh what's the word i'm looking for Uh, I was going to say violent, but I don't mean in terms of the violence that we're actually seeing, but sort of uh, rapidly Uh um, in a very sharp, radical way. Um, No politics uh, in the subtext there, but, um, and that's a a sudden growth of spurt and a lot of it at one time is very uncomfortable. Uh And so humans have a tendency to want to stay in their zones of safety that are well known, even though they can acknowledge the fact that it is painful, unfulfilling. It's because they're, they're afraid to let go of that rock of fear and to live the rest of their lives constantly ever evolving into something they have no control over, no knowing of what's going to come to them. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: you have to, I think that's the basis of why everyone wants to get a trip back to normal. And A lot of that, I think, you know, if we do touch a little bit in politics here and kind of the readings that I did when I was a kid, things like Uh Orwell and Bradbury and stuff is this concept of trying to control so much that you try to create a utopia. Um, And uh, that's just impossible because you can't contain anything. That's the problem that people have, not only in terms of society as a whole, but just in the terms of your own self-image is you try to contain it. When you can't contain something that is never meant to be contained, that's supposed to grow and evolve constantly. And when you try to contain it and you resist that growth, that's your pain. And mm-hmm. if you just let go, pain ceases. But, you know, 2000 years since Jesus, I mean, how many more? Like 2,500 from Buddha and like Marcus Aurelius and all the Stoics. know the answer is there it's not like it's some secret you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but yet (laughs) you know you're either going to do or you're not going to do and so i don't know if maybe we are getting off a little tangent but that's my perspective is a lot of people want to go back to just sort of predictable even if it was not the way that they want their lives to be and um they want to contain things and you just can't contain the underlying impulse Of source to expand
0: yeah there's a quote that i picked up a while ago from a book that i read i believe it was millionaire real estate investor by gary keller and i think right underneath the um, title to the book it says everyone can do it dot 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 but not everyone will and i thought it was so true because of the same exact thing is that literally you just mentioned that we many of us do know what we have to do to go after a certain thing or to accomplish some of those things, but it's the process. It's it's almost like there's a process before the process, process that actually happens, and that is crafting that story and narrative around why I can't accomplish a certain thing. I mean, I, I've definitely caught myself in that situation many times before, where I would give myself 110 reasons why I couldn't do it before giving myself one for why I could. And I I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if that's just the conditioning or there's something that's within me that kind of makes me think from the lens of impossible before possible, because it does seem like that, that concept of possibility is a learned skill that gets developed over time.
1: Well, Yes. um Let me clarify that because this, this has been the backbone of my research for eight years. And this is what we talk about on the show sure. is when you start to self doubt, and particularly in terms of, I mean, we were talking about this yesterday in our mastermind group mm-hmm. um, that there's that going out and trying to achieve. And when you do that, you're doing it from the perspective of your human self. And naturally, in that form, you cannot do anything. Um, and so, that, in terms of like struggle and strife, or even procrastination, is just loss or um, mistaken identity. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And it's not you doing it. You're not the operative power. And so, you know, I've, I've <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but a lot of people, you know, <laughs> and, you know, when you want to go out and achieve goals and you think of all the reasons why you can't and, you, ha- you try to figure it out, but you don't. And I know that doesn't make a lot of sense to people, but for the last two and a half, three years, I've had to learn this the hard way because I have tried to do you know, a successful coaching business and webinars and online courses. And I try to, to do it outside of myself. And what I've discovered is is that really all you have to do is set the intention or the direction, which isn't even your idea to begin with, because hence again, the divine wants to experience something through you Mm-hmm. That really all you have to do is quit resisting. And then, when you quit resisting and you quit believing in the lie of fear uh, in the form of self doubt, things come to you. The opportunities come to you. And I was talking about this uh, to one of my uh, students that I'm coaching right now about how to keep proceeding forward now that she understands fear is that you set the intention and mm-hmm. The end goal, you sort of like as Neville Garter would say, you live in the end. It's not your job to figure out how to get to point A to point B, but rather to wait until that first step into the unknown shows up. And then your only responsibility is to step on that step, whatever that may be in form of a task. Mm-hmm. And then you wait. And people are like, Yeah, well, no, I've got to earn, I gotta achieve, I gotta be worthy. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know how to make convince people, but no, you don't. Um, it just sort of magically appears. And so, again, every moment of your life is a choice to either step in to that opportunity and be the willing participant in it, which will allow then the next opportunity, the next step to come into your life, or you don't, or you keep standing in front of that door to step through or that step to step into the bridge across from where you are to where you want to be and you're either going to step in and just kind of do it which takes time you know you got to trust that process you got to figure it out but a lot of people like you said um just stand there staring at the first step going i don't know if i can step on it i don't know if i can Uh step on you know we get Uh excuses and you just got to step on the first step and then as my voice acting uh, coach would say you know you just take that first step and then the map appears yeah um and i know that a lot of people hear that but that's what it is it's kind of it goes back to that you know the answer already you're just not doing it mm-hmm. so um i don't know where you want to go with that but i'll just throw the ball back on your side of the court <laughs>
0: No, it is, it is a very interesting point. And here's why, as you were saying that, what it made me think of is the journey is going to happen with or without you Yeah, life has its own course. And that's where I think something that you brought up that's important to note is that you have a choice, you have a choice in whether or not you step into it. It's the same thing with change. Change is inevitable. It's going to happen with or without you. So are you want, do you want to be a participant within it? Or do you want it to happen to you, which will then produce a different set of results and outcomes. And that's where maybe some of those questions of why is this happening to me? Or I can't believe this is happening to me yeah. really comes about. But I think the more, the important thing that I'm taking away from this conversation is the power of the narrative, the inner dialogue. Well, if you're choosing to step into it before giving myself 110 reasons why I can't do it. What if I reverse that model and give myself even just at least one reason for why I may work or why I want to do that thing. Then the thing regarding the map, 110%. I don't, well, so here's how I put it. I don't know if you see the whole map. At least my experience hasn't been that it's that once I step, once I take the first step, I can then see step number two. Yeah. So it's always maybe like one step. Sometimes you can get five or six steps ahead, but it, the things do appear if you're self-aware enough to observe that each step is there to lead you. And it's really not supposed to be this difficult thing that once you step on it, you're at lost. You don't know where to go. You're confused.
1: Yeah. A couple things on that. So like I said before, you it's one step at a time and you only see the next step when you step on the step that's right before you. And Exist in that moment, so uh, when the map appears, it's not that you know you see the whole entire map. And if you think you say, because you said something about like if you see five or six steps ahead, step ahead, you're not mm-hmm. on the trail. <laughs> That's your human ego trying to figure out how to get there. You don't have to figure out how to get there. And I know everyone may not be receiving this really properly, but I'm, I can only speak from my truth, and I have empirical evidence um, that. Whatever you set out to do, like I said before, which is really sort of a divine spark within you anyway, so it's not even your idea, all you have to do is to engage in it and allow it to happen because it will happen. If you engage in that first step and keep going, it will happen. It's a done deal. Mm -hmm. And that didn't come across very well in terms of way the people, you know, marketing, current marketing, or even just mindset, you know, and all that we were talking about before, but... Um, there's just something about releasing the flow into the river of life and it will come. But what happens is we get involved in the mindset, the ego mindset about why is it taking too long? I can't see the next step. I have to figure it out. You you get Mm -hmm. off the path through egoistic, maniacal mess ups, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all you have to do is just Take one step at a time. And if there is time in between long distance of time, uh, again, I was talking to the the student of mine yesterday because she's like, well, what happens when things don't, the next step doesn't appear right away? Well, that's your free time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Enjoy your life because if you start to enjoy your life and you start to appreciate life and you start to not live like other people and see the beauty of it, that actually helps strengthen your path because you're living in appreciation and awareness of awesome this gift is
2: mm-hmm. and
1: i don't have answers i don't i can't answer that question why because you'll never know that question but there's just something about being appreciative for what you have even if it's horrible circumstances even if there's nothing there are you willing to be right where you are and love it fully and if you can that's when the step will appear that next step mm-hmm. out will appear you've got to love your life and be content that if it never changed, that um, you'd be happy. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to stay there. That doesn't mean you have to want to, but you've got to love your life every step of the moment and see the bigger picture without trying
0: to figure out how that picture is going to evolve. So Mm -hmm. I do believe there's a healthy balance between that mindset of go, 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 and then choosing to take a step back and rest. And the other thing that you mentioned about time, so I've had this... (laughs) question or maybe a realization for quite some time. And that is, I, I believe time is just an illusion, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I mean, this concept of this is going to take a long time, or this didn't take a long time, what is long to begin with? Is it a day, a week, a month, 20 years? In that I, I was having a conversation earlier today. And one of the things that we talked about was the person I was having that conversation with, she had mentioned that she wished she knew the things that she did now 20 or 30 years ago. And I said, well, maybe that wasn't the journey that you were meant to take. Maybe you were meant to go 20 or 30 years through these experiences to find that thing. So that, that's one other thing that I would like to point out, as you mentioned, that is this concept of time and realizing that what is long to begin with. When you talk about growth. The fact that there is no end point and that it's, it's, it's a never ending process, then just choosing to step into it and embrace it for what it is. In my opinion, I think that's in my best advantage, Mm -hmm. right? To go along that journey and know that growth, it's, as long as I'm participating in it, or even in situations where I'm not, it's going to always be present and available in front of me to step into at least that's what my experience has taught me is that it's always there in front of me and the it, choice that I can make to step into it is available at any given moment of the day. As long as I'm breathing, of course.
1: Uh, well, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, it's always there because it's omnipresent. <laughs> yeah. um, but in terms of, you know, to sort of backtracked us a little bit about in terms of time, I fully agree. I mean, the past and the future don't exist, have never existed. There are illusions and traps uh, that I've discovered from this energy force we call fear. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, to to, to to spring off what you were saying about this conversation that you are having about, well, I should have done things, regardless of whether that was meant to be that way or she actually resisted for so long and now she doesn't, even contemplating on that, takes you off the path um if you know this is what i really try to help people with because we get to the point of origin of our self-doubt because we're not born self-doubtful um you know there's this thing that i've discovered called the inherited negative self-image route that comes to you in your childhood where you adopt this unworthy negative self-image usually particularly from parents um and so you know why these things seem to perpetuate and you know part of the question my why when i figured out how did i get here well there's these patterns that were instilled in me through behavioral patterns through my stepfather and my mother that kept repeating (laughs) kind of like groundhog's day um (laughs) uh you know in in getting involved with these relationships because of my core self-identity and there comes a point where you just have to sort of consciously become aware of it but you don't want to spend time there because anything that you spend time focusing on or putting your energy or gaze onto, you perpetuate. Mm -hmm. And you're not in the present moment anymore. And then so your life is continually being stolen. I'm sure everyone has experiences uh, where they are wide awake and they may be going through the world, but they are in their mind in another narrative. And you're missing the reality or what Jesus would call the kingdom of God is before you. And you see it not because you're stuck in a narrative of either Regretful of the past or fearful of the future, what doesn't exist, and that's the trick of fear. It steals your life by keeping you, as your life is unfolding, in your head, looking at another narrative, and that is, you know, if you can grasp that, that's that's what I call game over. But mm-hmm. um, that's it. They're they're traps. They're illusions because all there is is the present moment, which is evolving which is hard to comprehend in human terms, but there is no such thing as time.
0: How did it evolve and become the past and the present that we view it today? Do you know? Or any theories on how it came about?
1: You know, I think they're just ghosts. And, um, I mean, we could could get heavy, um, you know, on the topic and say, did they ever really exist? But if we want to keep it on some sort of human reality it just passed, you know, it's, we are living in a world of birth and death, the cycle, you know, you see this more prevalent in, uh, more Eastern religions, you know, and like Hindu, this concept of life and death, the circle, the life of circle, mm-hmm. uh, circle of life, things come, they, they, they express and they die away. And it's just the constant expression and dying. It's like this sort of circular motion. And so it's not that things didn't exist. It's that, we have a tendency to stare at the past, and it it just doesn't exist anymore. It was it existed in a moment, a brief second. Mm-hmm. Like the beginning of this conversation existed, but it doesn't exist.
2: Hmm.
0: That is a really that's a really interesting point, and I don't even know how to understand understand that beyond what we just described because that's something that I've been curious about is if those two things those two contracts don't really exist and to a degree they don't because it's it's hard to I mean once it happens it's how do you how do you prove it besides whatever your memory is right mm-hmm. but then the, even the concept of the future it, there's i mean what is there to prove It's all, at least in my opinion, it's all thought. It's all hope, aspiration, imagination. And those things are not tangible things that I can hold back and say, okay, this is what imagination looks like. then this is how I understand it because it doesn't have a... I wouldn't even know where to start in trying to describe one of those.
1: Well, if you use like quantum physics and mm-hmm. in terms of energy flow you know uh the past and the future and whatever concept you have around it goes back to sort of that needing to control your control your experiences in life um and you can't that's like the thing when we were saying before with the the present moment if you try to turn something into a noun to, if you take mm-hmm. it out of the verb an action and energy uh, a non-static thing and try to solidify it into a noun, you've lost it.
2: Mm.
1: And so that's where you get into trouble because you're trying to grasp at things because you don't want to go on the ride because the ride of life is going to be um, I don't know if we can curse on your show, but it's going to be a Challenging. bumpy, a bumpy mm-hmm. roller coaster ride and you kind of signed on for it essentially. So you know, there's going to be moments where there's going to be Rapids, and you're going to go through white water. And if you do that in reality, don't you get a rush out of that? Don't you like, yes, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's going to be calm things where you're sort of flowing, still flowing forward, but you're calm and enjoying things. And then you get a little bit more rapids. You know, it, it just somehow all these things that we do in human context, like going on roller coaster rides, you know, which you could actually die from, but you won't release into the spiritual concept of it of just going for the ride
2: mm-hmm.
0: that is my, that's I'm, a really interesting point why is it like that yeah that we can grasp the concept but actually diving into and embracing the journey and, and i mean it's the same thing i think with results right we can we can grasp the concept of whatever it is that many of us envision or want you want a nice car but as soon as you hear about the journey that you're going to have to take to attain the capital to get that nice car, ninety-nine percent of the time, it's like, "All right, I'm good. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass on it for now." <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 true across the board. I think for many of the results.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, me, I was gonna say, yeah, you know me well enough that I'm not a materialist in terms of money. Doesn't drive me. I like to create things. So. Um, but I'm, you know, the law is operative for everyone. It, it's a respecter of none, as it said. And, um, you know, if you do have a car, and then you start worrying about the money, well, that's your problem. You don't have to worry about it. It'll appear somehow, uh, individually for your particular journey. So I can't say you. It may just show up. somebody may just hand you the keys to a Lamborghini. I don't know. I haven't had those experiences, but or the opportunity <laughs> to yet. earn money. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, um, I wouldn't want a Lamborghini, but, um, you know, if anyone's out there listening, who wants to buy my car, I'll take a, you know, a C three fast Corvette, you know, <laughs> yellow <T-pop>, anyone, anyone, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I think we, we worry so much about how, 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 and, and I get it. I used to be that way. I would rack my brain. I would cause endless torture of trying to figure out how to make it happen i don't know how to make it happen you don't know how to make it happen you just have to be as jesus said all things whatsoever you pray and ask for believe that you have received them live in the end and act and think and then trust god constantly and of course you got to live in forgiveness you can't have any negative energy towards anyone but you know there's four basic rules to that and you just have to believe that you already have it and then let that bridge across eternity, if you will, um, to quote one of my favorite books, uh, to, to happen. And don't try to figure out how it happens. Don't try to figure out why it happens. Don't try to, you know, just get on the damn bridge and enjoy the ride.
0: Mm-hmm. And do the best that you can every single day, minute by minute.
1: Yeah. Um, And you don't even have to, you don't even really have to do the best you can every day because that gets into measuring uh, success and worthiness and you're trying to quantify yourself when you don't even have to do that. You don't even have to be a good person for this to happen.
2: Mm -hmm. You
1: know, all these human constructs of I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not educated enough. All this stuff are lies, lies, lies,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? And I run this into a lot with with Christians too. They're like, well, my prayers aren't being answered because it's not God's will. That's not even scripture. I don't, you know, I mean, I've been trying to figure out where that came into point of view. But people add stuff to that. You don't have to be good. It is the divine sources wants to endlessly stream itself because you are it. Why would it deny it anything? Mm -hmm. Because it's for the ride. You're the only one who's not enjoying the ride. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you, and, and inadvertently, you're causing a nightmare. You're causing all your pain and suffering when you could just enjoy the ride and trust the fact that it's going to be the most freaking awesome ride made especially for you, not for anyone else. I don't know. That's where I'm at these days. It's like, wow, this is all for
0: me.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And it really is. It if is. You, if you really think about it there is a reason why it this is your path. It's your unique journey. Mm -hmm. Everything that you experience, even though you and I might be able to connect around, because we might have gone through similar circumstances, similar experiences, but the way that you experienced it. That's completely unique to you, period. No one else, at least my understanding can come to you and say, hey, I've experienced that same exact thing point for point. I might've experienced a theme of it, you know, that when it comes to whatever breakup, divorce, bankruptcy, whatever it is, but the individual time frame that you went through that journey, it's completely unique to who you are.
1: True. That that's all true. And that's on bigger picture game. But if I'm going to challenge, I'm going to challenge everyone and maybe even possibly you, but you mm-hmm. know, I've got a mudroom off the house, um, that faces East. And so the sun comes in and, you know, there's like, there's a couch in there and this is where I have my coffee. This is where I read. This is where my time And this, the sun just streams in, you know, and then, you know, I'll have these moments where I'm really fully engaged in it, realizing nobody else sees this, but me. Therefore it was created entirely for me. There are experiences that Aren't ever going to be parallel, and they're all for you. I mean, that's like to me what a gratitude practice is: is you can see the smallest little thing, and come to an appreciation and a full realization that it was created just for you. uh, I I don't even have words. Mm -hmm. The overwhelming feeling, and sometimes not tears of, of of sadness, but the over. Abundance of of love will, will pour through you and you will no longer, um, you'll always feel fear because fear is not inside of you. It comes, um, but you'll no, no longer listen to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's, that's what you're trying to get to. That's where you're trying to get is on the other side of that is freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, And not in terms of things created by law, but actual like knowing you are infinite and nothing is denied you. That's freedom.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you think we can ever experience that?
1: I experience it all the time. Mm -hmm. And what is it
0: that you in particular that experience? Is it freedom of thought? Because there's certain. So the reason why I ask that is because there's certain constructs in society that have been created, but as you mentioned, it's it kind of is all matter of perspective, right? Whichever way you choose to look at it, but what does freedom even look like for you? Freedom of narrative.
1: I mean, you can't change the world. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as Jesus said, you know, give unto Caesar what is due Caesar. You can't change this world. That's what everyone's trying to change this world. You can't change this world. There are rules that were set up that this this world is constantly evolving and running through cycles just give that up like gandhi said be the change you know your your job is to we were talking before when we first met your job Mm -hmm. is not to teach anyone your job is to transform yourself and be a living example Mm -hmm. and so freedom in my terms is free from the narrative um you know, when we were talking yesterday in the mastermind group, I kind of told you what would have been happening in the two weeks uh, since we spoke last. And there' a, a much deeper revelation that nothing is denied to me. I'm not even worried about creating online courses anymore. I just do for the sheer joy because there's no such thing as no. There's no such thing as impossible. That is a construct and a narrative that comes and stems from this world that is for lack of a better word, may be populated or controlled by fear. Mm. So freedom is freedom, mm-hmm. and there aren't words. But it's to my best ability. It's free from narrative, even good narrative. Because even when you say I am worthy, that mm-hmm. is an opposite of I am not worthy. That's still a narrative. That's you still trying to define you. You are undefinable. You are unlimited. You are an extension of source, and you can't contain source.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is how all these teachers in the past have been able to pull things out of the ether because source is all there is. Everything else is an illusion, including you. So, what the ultimate thing that I've discovered is you want to break free from the illusion,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then you decide. You know, you make it to the center of the labyrinth, just like the hero's journey. You're set free. Now, do you continue on, or do you go back into the world of men and, but from a different consciousness? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I. You know, my heroes have always been Buddha, Jesus, and Gandhi. So I'm. I'm I, <laughs> I that, you know, Yeah, I mean, that's an entirely different path than most people will ever take. But that's. <laughs> That has been the answer to my why,
0: essentially, Mm -hmm. if we circle back to the topic of the day. Mm -hmm. I think there's also a lot to be, I mean, there's a lot to break down within that, and it's probably worth it for a whole other conversation in, in regard to are we being real to begin with, and if so, what aspects of ours are real. But the thing that you mentioned about us being channels and whatever the source, whatever that energy, whatever that form Is just experiencing this journey through us i do agree with that to a degree i i I believe in that because i mean so here's a point where i don't even believe we can can convey this message through language because there's there's obviously more beyond the written and the spoken word that happens as part of this experience Mm -hmm. there's certain things that take place in just the simple belief of energy i mean even think about energy in general you may show up as one person, I may show up as, or in one state of being, I may show up in another, and yet we'll have a very different conversation. But all of it just had to do due to the unspoken energy that we brought to the table. So I, I believe in that concept. Um, it's a little bit harder one to grasp as far as, you know, to what degree, is it to the full extent, or do we also play a role in that experience? Um are we somehow part of that source, that energy, that higher being? Well, you're not a, you're I not don't know. part of it. You
1: are it. That's I mean, that's even in Sanskrit. I mean, thou art that. And uh-huh. you look you and your human self say, I am that, and it looks back and say, I mean, that's the whole concept that Jesus was talking about of mm-hmm. being oneness with the creator. Um, you see that in Hindu it is the like I said, there's no such thing as a secret, (laughs) um, about, you know, our true nature. It's just for whatever reason it's hidden. I was reading a book called busting loose from the money game, uh, that, um, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Benita Conde had Mm -hmm. recommended. And, um, you know, it was written like in 2006 and it's got like this really hokey cover with like, Uh, you know, a guy, uh, and a a woman like in the sort of corporate black, you know, suits with like Kenneth Cole shoes, like busting through a brick wall, you know, real hokey stuff. But, um, it's actually a really intensely spiritual book. And he goes to say that even in his experience is that this sort of game is like sort of set up in a phase one, phase two, where the divine comes into sins in itself and forgets itself, which I've heard like Neville Goddard express in his, uh, study into Scripture and to Jewish uh, mythology and, and, and Jesus' uh, interpretation of it, of God descending into man and needing to forget man to sort of have that experience and the resurrection, if you will, and the realization mm-hmm. that it knows itself and knows that it can no longer die, is that that's kind of the game. And so you forget who you are, and you go through all these constructs, and you go through all these illusions about having to achieve or being unworthy and all this stuff. And then kind of like a hero's journey, there's an incident that triggers the journey into what he calls phase two, where you come to this realization, you make it into the center, you, you start on that journey and, you know, all those sort of traditional characters of, of um, mythology and hero's journey that aid you on, lead you on into the center before you discover and stare at yourself in in the, the, the center of the labyrinth. Um, and then, again, it's it's what you do after that. But, you know, we could, we could start asking that question, why? Why is it that way? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I just, I've given up on it because I understand better. Um,
0: and It'll happen the way it's meant to happen, to a degree.
1: To a degree, yeah, to a degree. And in terms of... Um, you know, it, it almost kind of proves the point of you're predestined, but not really if you refuse the call of the journey. Mm-hmm.
2: You mm-hmm. get a
1: choice. I mean, even in scripture, it says, I said, before you life and death, now choose. Mm-hmm. There's, no judgment. There's just choose, choose which door, you know, it's kind of like choose your adventure back in the 70s, you know, which were really favorite books of mine. What do you want to do? Well, then turn to this page, you know. Mm-hmm. If we could all just get a little bit more adventurous in our lives and not take it so seriously and see it as an illusion, um, I think people would enjoy their lives more. And these doors would start to open up and they would um, have that empirical evidence and faith or belief, you know, whatever word you want to attach to it. Um, and uh, who knows what would happen? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So the conclusion of the conversation is this, you have a choice and that in believing in that power of that choice and understanding that you can choose or let's, let's, yes, let's say that we can choose because that's a, that's a whole other conversation once again, (laughs) because I do believe that there are certain aspects of choice that are illusions, but in the sake of this conversation, I do believe that you have some choice, some control over the choice that you can make. Now, the outcome, I don't think you have a choice over, in my opinion. I don't think you have a choice over the result you're going to get from the choice that you make. But I think just the ability to choose is something that, in my opinion, many of it's available to a lot of us. Yeah,
1: I would say I would agree with you in the terms of you don't necessarily get a choice, but I would. Offer that or make it easier to swallow in the fact that those desires that you have aren't actually your desires. That's your call. Mm-hmm. So, that passion of where you want to go is actually, it may, the illusion of choice may be an illusion, but it is your destiny and it's the most perfect destiny for you. Um, and so, you don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. But even mm-hmm. those drives that you have to expand forward, um, you know. I think the only choice boils down to you're either going to answer the call or you're not. You're going to take the adventure or you're not. And Mm -hmm. beyond that, uh, that's your only choice. That's Mm -hmm. the only free will that you have is to choose the ride. And you're either going to go for the dream or you're going to go for the nightmare. And both are valid. There's no judgment from the divine. And a lot of people, it looks like kind of like scary movies uh, in reality. But, that's another conversation too. So Mm -hmm.
0: in regard to that, this will be one, our final thought for today's conversation, but in regard to not or choosing to go for the the dream or the nightmare is, is it because the divine is not able to recognize the difference or is it because it's completely up to you? Which one you go for?
1: Well, I mean, in scripture it says, I kill, I heal. I, I Mm -hmm. make, I destroy it. There is nothing but God to say that there's some other source is to create another God, another, and I don't mean God in terms like big capital G, like bearded man. I'm just saying you can call it universal mind, <laughs> whatever. You know, we don't, we don't use those words on the show or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. there's a source, an entity, an energy field that is non, has no shape and beyond all, it is all things. That's the whole meaning of alpha omega. It is everything. There's, In terms of, uh, you know, in the the letter to James, it's the scripture. It is, there is uh, one mind, one body, one spirit, one God, one Lord, above all, through all, and end all. The the 16th century Jewish would tell you that's all there is. Everything else is an illusion. Separateness, Mm -hmm. individuality is an illusion. Hmm. You know, in Hindu, the iconography, you see the Brahman, the singular entity having a dream of the Lotus, uh, you know, unfolding and there's humanity. Mm-hmm. So wow. the concept of good and bad of being not God or God is irrelevant. Um, that's just another illusion of this dualistic hologram that we're living in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that
1: too heavy? Well, it, uh <laughs>
0: To a degree, yes, but it also gives us some topics for the future for the version 2.0, 3.0, and I, I, at least, I thought of at least four, four possible um, <laughs> future episodes that we can do on these topics. But for the sake of today's conversation, Billy, what's the best way that people can connect with you? I know that you have a podcast that I was fortunate enough to be on your show a couple weeks ago. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Where can people find it? And do you have anything that's coming up? part of your work that people can be a part of?
1: Yeah. I mean, the show's on all the platforms, um, everything from Apple to Spotify. So, you know, just unshakable Self-Confidence uh, is the podcast. Um, if you want to, you know, get a little bit more involved beyond the show, I always recommend people to sign up uh, for the newsletter and the free monthly magazine called uh, Rising Phoenix. It's the official magazine of the Unshakable Self-Confidence podcast and uh world if you will and you just go to com on the homepage and just um submit your email and there you go um so you get information you know updates on guests and the shows and stuff but like i said you get the monthly magazine uh that deals with a particular topic like fear mm-hmm. or what have you and it's uh you know everyone kind of loves the magazine so uh, there's that that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, all under uh, unshakable self-confidence. So I'm out there. Anyone wants mm-hmm. to
0: follow. Well, thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you. For, I'm very fortunate that our paths connected and crossed and we've been able to stay in touch. And so I, I really do appreciate your experience, the perspective that you bring to the table as well. And even though I think you might have actually mentioned this <laughs> last conversation the the ability of agree to disagree it doesn't stop us from continuing that deeper dialogue and I think there's beauty within that
2: Yeah no I
1: agree and if I could just say one last thing for anyone who's cuz I mean you know I was in two very abusive violent relationships and I don't you know you don't don't ever hold anyone you know to hold to my standard or journey, mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. journey. If anything, if I can just say that I'm just living proof that you can get beyond any sort of traumatic situations that you've been through, that's the whole point of unshakable self-confidence. Whether or not how far you climb the mountain, if you will, is irrelevant, um, but you don't have to live in that fear and keeping repeating the trauma.
0: Thank you all for choosing to tune in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard on any of the previous episodes, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next week.